1: Welcome. Welcome to The Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, entrepreneurs, CEOs, innovators, people in and around the world that are hustling, they're on their vibe, they're in their thing, they're in their passion, they're doing something that they believe in. And, uh, you know, it's often misunderstood, right? Like as creatives, as passion driven people, you know, uh, it's not always understood by the external world if we don't do the the normal everyday thing that society would kind of have us do. Right. And every week we have amazing guests that come on the podcast as well and talk to us about their experiences of what they are are going through in real time with anything that they are building or that they are passionate about. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's very uh, raw, unfiltered um, you know, they, they're human, just like anybody else. We're all having human experiences and just figuring, you know, stuff out along the way. I'm Matt Gosman. Uh, you guys can, uh, you know, find me on Instagram at Matt Gossman, uh, founder and uh, editor of Chiva HDF magazine. So You can find me at, at, HDF magazine. You can follow me uh, at hustle sold separately at cannabis magazine as a co-founder, wherever you guys want, um, you know, reach out, talk, happy to answer any questions. And, uh, we're going to talk today about work ethic and maintaining that hunger and that work ethic throughout your journey and we have a perfect guest for that uh estevan Oriol, and this guy is legendary i've been following his work for a long time and uh very fortunate to have some really great friends introduce us and uh he's an internationally celebrated professional photographer director and urban lifestyle entrepreneur uh he began his career as a hip-hop club bouncer turned tour manager for popular LA-based uh, run groups, uh, Cypress Hill, House of Pain, right, and his passion for photography developed while traveling the world, and so uh, with an influential nudge and an old camera from his father, uh, you know, renowned father, uh, renowned photographer Herberto uh, uh, Oriel Estevan began documenting life on the road and estimated uh, established a name for himself. Uh, in the emerging hip hop scene. Right. So like he got he got in long before some of these, uh, you know, other entrepreneurs that you're seeing right now. Right. Um, in that are these photographers. So nearly 20 years later, Oriel's uh, extensive portfolio juxtaposes the, the glamorous and the gritty planes of L.A. culture, featuring portraits of famous athletes, artists, celebrities and musicians, as well as Latino urban gang and tattoo cultural lifestyles. He's photographed Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Dennis Hopper, Ryan Gosling, uh, Chloe Chloe Moretz, Marissa Miller, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, Snoop Dogg, Floyd, Medweather, and others, to name a few. Uh, He's also produced shoots for internationally acclaimed photographers, such as Ellen Von Unwerth. Um, And uh, he's done some work for GQ Italy, in addition uh, to shooting uh, campaigns uh, for companies, including Cadillac, Nike, and Rockford Fosgate and directing new media projects for uh, My Cadillac, Stories, MetroPCS, MTV, and Apple. The man is busy, so we appreciate having him on. He's uh, designed album covers and or directed music videos for artists, including Eminem, Cypress Hill, Blink-182, Snoop, and Exhibit. And his work has been showcased in selected galleries and institutions, such as the Smithsonian Center for Latino Initiatives, Mesa Contemporary Art Center, Peterson Automotive Museum, and the Museum of Contemporary Art Los Angeles. Uh, Art in the Streets exhibit, um, concluding with a best-selling books of his work, L.A. Women and L.A. Portraits. Definitely check it out. You can see that online as well. Uh, and he's done a plethora of his stuff, man. Uh, Estevan, I appreciate you being on, especially how busy you are.
0: Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me.
1: Yeah, man. Absolutely. Um, listen, I you know I always start off with the first question uh, as the same, and then we just can kind of riff from there. Um, talk to us a little bit about like the background, like how. Like the story that got us to here today. Like, what were, and you can go as far back as you want. Um, you have a very eclectic past and, and it is very integrated from an artistic standpoint. Um, how, did, like, how did we get here today? Like, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, my
0: background is um, I was born and raised in LA and I lived with uh, my mom and dad till so I was about three. They got divorced, so I stayed with my mom and uh, she raised me throughout the years, and she was disabled when I was about eight, eight years old or nine years old, and um, so we are pretty much on welfare and food stamps and Medi-Cal and all that shit, so my pops was kind of like a free spirit. He's an artist. He just, you know, just cruised through life, and uh, I saw that, you know, I I saw the struggle that me and my mom had, and, and you know the struggle that my mom had raising me by herself on welfare. And it was kind of a uh, you know taxing on the you know, stress stress wise for her, and you know that trickled down to me, and and I I thought like uh, you know that I wanted more and better for myself and for her. So I, I, I had this, like, hunger since I uh, had a young age for, you know, to have a better life. And when I was about 12 years old, I started working and get, having these odd-and-end, dead-end jobs. And I, hit the, uh, I moved into Hollywood when I was about 18. And uh, I started working the doors at clubs when I was about 21 and I was doing construction during the day and I was able to meet all the uh, you know local la musicians like Puya tribe El, uh, Cypress Hill pain and from meeting House of pain uh, in the 80s bugs introduced me to be real and uh, send dog on Cypress Sav in about 89 and in 92 he asked me if I wanted to work with with him, but uh, road managing a band is called House of Pain. Hmm. So I gave up the construction and doorman job, and I went on to do tour managing for House of Pain. And it, at the beginning, it was just you know they took care of all my expenses. I wasn't getting paid. And uh, uh, late uh, back up to '89, I bought a 1964 Impala. And I started uh, building that into a lowrider, like in '91. So in '92, when I started working with House of Pain, it was perfect because I needed, you know, a good steady job to, um, you know, build this lowrider. And about a couple months into working with them, the song Jump Around took off, and We were off and running. I started making a good salary, and I was able to, uh, you know, put some extra money in my pocket and build that lowrider. And then around uh, '94, I switched over to House of Pain because they don't—I mean uh, Cypress Hill—because House of Pain didn't want to tour anymore. And I got into a car club with my lowrider, and my pops was like. Hey man, you live a pretty cool lifestyle. You know, one minute you're in East LA with your lowrider club, and the next minute you're on the road traveling the world, you know, like a rock star. You should document that. And mm-hmm. him and his wife gave me an extra camera they had, and I started doing, you know, little snapshots here and there, and it turned into, you know, uh, people taking interest in my photography. And I uh, started thinking that more serious and getting little jobs here and there. And around 97, a friend of mine gave me an 8mm camera. And I started using that at my still photo shoots. And I got into directing videos. And uh ended up doing about 50 music videos to this day. And uh, traveling around 2005 is when i stopped working with cypress and went full steam with my uh, photography and directing and i've just been doing that ever since man to, uh, that's been the means of me supporting myself and my family
1: you know uh, first of all i mean it's it's interesting how everything's connected you know like the moment we we step out and into something we don't have to know all the answers it leads to something else and you clearly did that when you when you started you know with house of pain and, and cypress hill and kind of just going from there and then you know your pops recognizing something in you and and saying hey you know try this out you know and documenting and it's funny how we we take these signals along the way sometimes not knowing where it's all going to go and that it leads into an entire life <laughs> you know yeah um how, you know, I, I like the fact that before we got on uh, the show to record, um, you were, you know, the first, I asked you, I'm like, what's the theme closest to you? And I love the value you said work. Um, work at eth- work. What was that? I, I love the fact that um, when I asked you, like, what's a theme, uh, you know, something that's really close to you about the journey. And you said work mm-hmm. that I got to get up every day and do the work and I, that, it, you know, that it's a work ethic. Um, nothing's gonna happen unless I I pay the bills, you know. Like um, it the but, you know, it's all about that that work. Do you think that um, how were you a has work has the work ethic just always been a part of your um, kind of like your. Just who you are I mean I know I was raised I was raised from a New York family that all we know is work <laughs> so yeah you know, you know what I'm saying so that's that's all I know i'm I'm raised from a Bronx New York family and it's all work yeah uh, you know um and I feel like it's it's the same for you um you know how talk to talk to me about work ethic and you know do you and do you think that people have enough of it today you know are we living in an entitled time like what t- talk to me about work ethic oh yeah <laughs> For there sure, you go.
0: there's a big-time entitled, uh, you know, um, way about uh, people nowadays. And uh, I've, I've traveled to 56 countries, so I've seen a lot. And I've seen a lot of third-world countries, a lot of poverty. And I've seen people uh, happy, you know, with, with, with not much of anything, just living a life but um you know i live in los angeles it's a city of no pity um it's a place where you know everybody comes to make their dreams come true so it's a big rat race uh a lot of people come here to escape for, from something or to run to something and it's like real doggy dog out here so If you're trying to do like a, an artistic type of, uh, career, um, there's a lot of people here to compete against and before the internet, it was, it was hard before that came along, but once the internet came along, it, it kind of put it on steroids and, uh, you know, you really have to hone your craft, and and uh, there there's people that do what I do, and some people are better than me, but they just don't have the drive that I have, mm. and uh, that's what makes me able to get more work. And at the same time, I'm not a I'm not one of those cutthroat, shady, scandalous people that'll undercut somebody to get a job. I, I have respect for, uh, you know, people in my industry. And, you know, if somebody, I don't step on toes, you know, I, I just, uh, one thing about the, the my worth ethic has always been is respect. And I've used uh, that word and that meaning in my whole career. Is all the way across the board as far as, uh, the way I treat people and the way I go about doing my, my business, because, uh, if you don't have respect for other people, then you're just like, you know, treating people like shit. And it, it, it comes back to you and bites you in the ass. I've seen it happen all day, every day. And, uh, I just stick with that, and uh, I really learned a lot watching different artists that I worked with, like hip hop artists, and you know stuff like that. Like they act real diva-ish, and they would treat people like shit, and you know think they're better than other people. And I always felt that, like, like as they're doing it to other people, I just would feel that, like, hitting me, like. Like, if I was the person they were doing it to. And I was like, man, this is so fucked up. Like, I don't ever want to treat people like this. And um, I would I would watch uh, my friend b real from Cypress Hill. He was, like, always cool and respectful to everybody. And uh, I always liked that about him. Like, we would be running through an airport with the the people from the airlines going, hey, you got to get to the gate now, you're going to miss your flight, and, you know, we're going to do a show for 50 grand, so it's not like we're missing a flight to go home and see, you know, our family, and it's okay, we can catch the next one. Like, there's a show, there's contracts, there's, you know, a lot of shit put into this, so, um, you know, and you're flying around, and you're doing connecting flights, and shit, you know, sometimes gets pushed back that people aren't expecting, so we'd be running through an airport with the lady from the airlines and a kid would go, Oh my God, there's, Oh man. You know, and they're freaking out and like, can you just sign this? And B would stop and sign the thing real quick or take a picture. And, you know, we get back to running through the airport. And I always thought like, man, that's so cool. You know, like he took that extra five seconds and it made this person so happy. And, and those are the people that are making it possible for you to, to live this kind of lifestyle, for you to go to, you know, other countries and see other cultures and, you know, flying in, in uh, you know, business class or first class and staying in nice rooms and living a better lifestyle than what you had before all the success. So I th- always thought it was cool that he would take the time out and thank these people and giving them a little piece of him and that would make them happy and that would make them support uh, you know the his career and i always thought like man if if when i do it you know if i ever become successful or at this kind of level or I, you know that's how that's the road i'm gonna go down
1: we're the product of our environments right and the people that we choose to have in our life, you know, or the people that we, that we, uh, align with. And, uh, I like, I like everything you said, man. It, first of all, I, I felt the energy that you felt when you're talking about artists who weren't necessarily treating people right. Like there's no real reason for it at all ever. Other than someone's no. own insecurity and and their own inner bullshit that they gotta you know gotta be because everything is a blessing and and especially yeah. if they're operating on a platform that big, um, yeah, you know that like they have power to impact and influence positively people globally and that's how they're choosing their their platform and it's it's pro- it's it's tough to see I'm sure um, yeah you know and uh and I like the fact that you talked about um like there could be people better than you there there are there's people better than me like but i'll show up every day i'm I'm never gonna not show up i'll always figure it out like and i think that that's what wins wins the long game and um you build a reputation for showing up and being consistent and being reliable that's what i think is part of the long game so like people will know you somebody might be somebody might come in and lebron you and be better but like uh, do they have long-term staying power um, for that bigger vision, that bigger game, and and I think that that's where that's where the game is always won, anyways. Is the is the work ethic and that that long game mentality and and just respect and integrity. And I think the internet has rushed a lot of people in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I think it's a great tool. I just think that it also rushes people to think that they have to, you know, kind of step on toes and make things bigger than they are and do things faster when. They don't, you know, at all. Um, yeah, right. Back I
0: mean, to, back in the day, people had like headlines, and you know, like there was magazines. So everybody knew that on this date, the magazine had to go to print. So in these weeks, we're gonna we're gonna uh, prepare for that. We're gonna set up the interviews. We're gonna set up photo shoots. We're gonna get our ads in and the magazine goes to print on this day, there's no, it's a hard date. There's no like, oh, well, you know, this didn't come in, so we'll push the printing in a couple of days. Like if if an interview or an article didn't come in on time, oh, sorry, buddy. It goes for the next one. Right. And now because of the Internet, there's none of that. Like all the magazines fell off. um, people are rushing to get everything out first and fastest and like, it's like, you know, fast food and cookie cutter, you know, mentality and it, it, fucked up everything. But, um, you know, it is a good tool to get yourself out there. You know, now you no longer need to, uh, wait to get any kind of signing. Like if you're, uh, you know, if you want to get your shit out there, if you're, uh, music artist or whatever and you want to put out a song you don't have to wait for the label to put it out you don't have to wait for the label to give you money to do your video you can go and get your cousin to do uh your video on your iphone and uh you know edit it yourself and put it out that night it'll look like shit you know it'll look like you put it out on iphone but you don't have to wait and you don't have to do that anymore you could do it yourself and put it out and you know start getting your likes and your views me myself personally i'd rather you know put put time and put money into it and put out a quality and a good product and put it out the right way than just rush it and put it out cheap and fast and in a hurry and having it look like shit because you only get uh one chance to make a first impression so you might as well do it right because uh, you know people are watching and you know that's just how it is the cold world
1: yeah well, you know and and the thing is see that's where i think given our our age and our uh, i mean i don't know how old you are but i'm i'm you know i'm at, i'm at 40 and so it's like it, we it's a cool i remember and we just talked about this on the last podcast too um because we're part of that pre we're the start of the internet but we're part of that pre like where we had to um guerrilla street marketing really do the work grind it out you know like really do the details in the work what i think is cool about the internet is it allows us to take that same work ethic and bring it onto a platform so the art our art our expression our creativity is actually still thought through versus just like oh let me just whip out on a phone you know make it so and that's that (laughs) you know it's like like we appreciate the details and so excuse me the internet allows us to you know expand on that um you know for sure i I like the fact that you brought up about the cool thing about the internet too is its ability to you don't have to wait for a label to sign you how yeah so this we're living in a really cool time for artists for musicians for graffiti artists for photographers for music producers i mean this is you know, you've seen this with guys like Russ and uh, Chance the Rapper and, you know, God bless Nipsey Hussle and you know, God rest his soul. Like, that that's how they did it was like, hey, I'm i am an internet marketer, but I'm really just a, a musician. <laughs> but I'm using internet marketing to let my yeah. audience and tribe share. Like, how do you feel about what's going on right now in that aspect? I mean, I think it's a great time because we can own our, our, our own rights. We can own our own creativity, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's great, but at the same time... Uh you know, the world is flooded with a bunch of shit, you know? Everybody thinks like, oh, I can do a clothing company because I have a good idea, you know, let me just do this and do that, and and, it, and you see it, and you're like, fuck, man, that's garbage. Like, how, my poor eyes, you know, have to see this crap <laughs> or hear this bullshit music or see these lame-ass photos, and you're just like, fuck, you know? And um, it's kind of like you have to... Um, filter yourself from from all that you know you, you kind of have to like stick to the game plan and stay focused and do what you're doing and not be up on there too much you know get in there and do your thing and, and get out kind of you know Like it's a uh, it's a weird place the internet and social media and stuff because uh, you can get stuck and, and if you get stuck on it you're just like looking at a bunch of bullshit and you know who knows what's real anymore, like all these like you see all these filters and everything and, and like like to me I, I used to shoot women and stuff a lot and I thought like um you know there was it was there was a market for it. There was magazines and, and um you know even with like imagery and clothing and I did a book called the L.A. woman and it, it sold out and it was great. It was cool at that time but now you you don't know what you're getting. You can get, like, catfished on on the on the gram, you know? Like, girls could be sending you pictures, and you're like, wow, look at, you know, she's great. Yeah, we should do a shoot. And then she shows up, and, you know, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, there ain't nothing you could do. You know, I'm not that, you know, you could do the filters and the uh, photoshopping and all that shit, but that's not my thing, you know? I've never been like that, like most of my photos are what you see is what you get. And you know, just keep it at one hundred, like they say. And uh some of these these girls the way they're presenting themselves you're thinking like, Wow, you know, look at that and then you see it in real life, and you're like, Whoa oh, boy, you know? <laughs> what did I get myself into? So there's a lot of things you have to uh Taken into consideration now by, you know, if you're going on social media to see, you know, what's out there as far as everything's concerned, you know, as far as how people are, you know, like you said, you know, everybody's posting their shit, you know, living my best life. Look at me, look at this, look at me, look at this. And and they're just showing all the good shit. Nobody's showing the bad shit because, you know, Nobody, I don't know, not too many people want to see that anyways. You want to see, like, positive, good things, and that gets you inspired, you know? Like, there's not too many people that will see something negative and looking like shit and and, uh, depressing and get inspired by that to go out and do, you know, greatness. So I get it, but, um, you know, you got to take into consideration that that's not 100%... The real way it
1: is. Completely agree, man. Uh, and and I think that that's that's the the issue of the with if we're going to tie back the work ethic in this world is because I think I feel like people tie themselves. And I know the audience has heard me say this probably a million times, but it's it's an important conversation. the 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 world can tie themselves to what they see on social, and try to even create a false expectation first of all they're already creating expectations for themselves which are like already extreme and then you go and you throw in extra social media on top of that to what you think you have to live up to um when that's not even real (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's like it's just messing with people's mental wellness um yeah when it is
0: it it is like people are setting the bar really high and i do see a lot of younger artists a lot of younger people doing bigger things than in my, in my, when I was growing up, when I was growing up, you didn't see anybody under 40, 50 driving around Lambos or, or, you know, Ferraris or anything. And, and unless they were like rich kids that inherited money or their family had money or, or drug dealers, it was very, very rare. And now you see people, you know, rolling around with stacks of money and, and cars and in like, you know, there are, everybody's trying to outdo each other going on to exotic places. And that's kind of cool to see that, you know, people are making it a lot more people are making it, you know, at a younger age, but you know, it, it'll be good to see them holding on to it too. yeah You know, there you go. Like later on in life, like, hopefully they have the right people around them that are telling them to, you know, save their money and put something away for when you get older. Cause the hotness doesn't last forever. So you got to, uh, make your brand, uh, you know, so solid that you're relevant in, in the five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you know, I'm going on my 30th year in my career. And, uh, It feels good that I'm still out there, I'm still relevant, people still know about me, and I'm still getting good work. And I can pick and choose my work, you know? I'm not out there having to do shit I don't want to do. The work that I'm doing now is, is like, I love what I do. I'm passionate about it, and I love that I have a job that can I can get paid doing something I love to do. When you know, I know that when you say photographer, that that means like you're a guy that makes money taking pictures. But for me, there's a lot of ways that I wouldn't want to make money taking pictures. You know, I don't want to take pictures of products, I I definitely don't want to be a paparazzi, and I don't want to shoot quinceaneras, weddings, bar mitzvahs, stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's. I'm at a cool point that I get to pick the work that I want to do, and and I'm happy. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you you've also worked for that. Uh, oh yeah. You worked you hard yeah. as fuck. You know, what I'm saying like you've worked, I mean, yeah. brother, your your work is sick. It is legendary. It's so good. It's so good. and it's so distinct. Like you know, it's a, a photo from you when you see it. um what, uh, what's uh? what been some of the Some of your I mean I know you've done a lot And I know you There's probably a lot of different Projects you really liked What were What were a few though That you You worked with A few people Or a few Experiences that Like they really really stood out That were just Amazing experiences for you
0: Um, What have been my biggest things
1: uh, Like Or experiences Or like or photo best. shoots Or people Like you know Maybe some that you really liked Working with
0: um, Well I have a new book out right now Called This is Los Angeles Yep. and it's basically uh, like a sample of what I've done over the past 25 years uh, it's it's uh all shoots that I've done in Los Angeles with um low riders the women I was telling you about and uh music artists celebrities gangsters and iconic uh places in Los Angeles so it was uh you know kind of hard to put it together because there's so much you know there's so much I've taken so many photos I think uh, I was about up to about 500,000 photos on negative mm. and then I've probably got uh, maybe 100,000 a couple hundred thousand in digital you know I have 30,000 photos in my phone So that gives you kind of like an idea of (laughs) what I have in my archives. So it was hard to put the book together. Um, You know, like I said, it's a small sample, but it's a really small sample of my archives because I've traveled all over the world and I've done a lot of shooting that wasn't for work. It was for, you know, for the love of it. And nobody's ever seen it. So that's uh one thing I talk to my publisher about all the time. Uh Drago Publishing in Italy is that you know, I have all these archives, you know, what do you guys want to do? And they're like, you know, we got to we got to pace it, but you know, yeah, we want to do everything, but I go, well, you know, we we don't have a lot of time, you know. So do we put everything together and just put it on the you know just have the warehouse full of pallets of books or do we you know go by one by one you know me my my choice would be uh you know just design 20 books and and print them and have them ready and release them you know stagger stagger out the releases but at least have me alive doing it you know so it's coming from me yeah you know, don't wait till I die and have some hack putting together my shit and, you know, doing it their way, you know, and just put out, you know, you, you see it, like, when people are, like, you know, they artists pass away and they put out stuff of the artist, but, you, you know, it doesn't have the artist vibe to it because somebody else did it, like the estate or some other designer that the artist wouldn't have worked with. Like, the reason why you know their work is because what they put out, what they chose to put out. It's true. Like all the photos you see of mine, are photos that I've released, and photos that are iconic of mine are photos that I released more than the other photos, because that's why they're seen more because I've released them more. But if you, the stuff you haven't seen you've never seen, is not iconic because you've never seen it. So you're getting what I'm showing you. And if I died, you'd be getting it. You'd be getting my stuff, but it's just somebody else showing you. And who knows if that's what I would have picked to show you, you know?
1: You know, I I love the fact that we live in a time where we don't have to die to have our art <laughs> be released and become... You know it to 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 celebrate it we we actually we live in a time where we can celebrate it, we can release it, we can um you know connect with the with the audience worldwide to share it with them, you know versus like you know fifty hundred years ago <laughs> it's like oh you know yeah. check out this Picasso, and you're like, well, I wish you were here, we could talk about it you know <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, so it's uh you know but you're you're the right the
0: platform that the internet has is just so far-reaching you know you can i could release a photo like you know i do clothing too so i could go and um i could go on the computer grab a blank shirt off of a website you know just the body of the shirt um drag over from my desktop a photo or a graphic that i want screen grab that post that on my instagram like if i if i have a piece of clothing already made and put it up for sale worldwide you know right there on the spot within within a couple hours you can have like a product up on the internet worldwide for sale right that's not even real
1: yep I, I,
0: like i can uh like back in the day you would have to make a sample and look at it and then if it was you know you'd have to go through all that drama like looking at the sample and making sure it's good and then you'd have to take it to a convention or something like the old magic shows
1: right and now and now sell it yeah
0: and now you can just make it on the internet now you can make it on the on your computer post it on the internet put it for sale and if it if it makes orders, you can make the uh, one-offs of it. Um, you know, you can do, uh, like, the, the print-ons. And that's a crazy, crazy thing to think about coming from, not for the kids nowadays. They're like, that's normal. <laughs> but for me, you know, where we'd have to make building lines, samples, sending them to China, going back and forth with the Chinese people. You know, from the, from the uh, manufacturers that don't speak English. Like, there was a lot, of, a lot of work that went into that. I have a cool slogan that I thought in my head or a cool word. Post, uh, you know, the shirt, put it up on your Instagram, and now you have a, a clothing line and an ad campaign going worldwide for life. Whereas back in the day, you'd have to put in all that work to make those pieces. You'd have to pay to get it in a magazine, and it would only be in that region where the magazine came out, and it would only be out for a month. So the the times have definitely changed in a good way for that, but at the same time, everything's uh, watered down and over-flooded, over-saturated, and so there's a lot of shit out there, and you have to you know, it's hard to get your your stuff to to the people that would like it, you know?
1: Yeah, it's there's, there's definitely a um you know, the details now matter more than ever and the way we connect to our audience worldwide matter more than ever, you know, or or and and but you're right also that the leverage we have to make things um happen now especially if you've already got a reputable name and brand even better and then that's where we go back to that long game thinking it's like yeah but you know my work so if i put something out luckily you've been with me for a while to know what the outcome is or to trust me to make it good by you right by you versus you know who's this new fly-by-night person that's just coming in there with the lambos and the (laughs) you know so yeah you know that's amazing, man. I, and then, uh, yeah, and then, uh, you've got now you've got two books that are that you did, right? What's that? You've got you've got two different books, right? That are out. No, three. Oh, you got three books.
0: Yeah, I have L.A. Woman, L.A. Portraits, and my new one is called This Is Los Angeles.
1: Okay, yeah, I got the L.A. Woman and the L.A. Portraits. Yeah, This Is Los Angeles. Yeah, I got it pulled up right in here too. I mean, that's, um, man, you're, uh, and the and the L.A. fingers like. That like that's an iconic iconic uh, photograph. I mean, that thing went viral yeah. globally. You know, if any and anybody yeah. that's anybody that's listening, especially outside the United States, uh, female hands uh, with um, the the letters L and A making the, the L, an infamous L A for uh, you know for Los Angeles. Uh, believe me, just look it up and you'll know. I <laughs> you gotta just look up L A portraits or this is Los Angeles, but L A portraits, but uh, or women women hands L A. Like, I mean, that is a famous famous photo. That thing. Like is known all over the world. Um, how how long ago did you take that that photo? Uh, it
0: was around uh, 1994,
1: mm. and, and it just... then
0: uh, people started seeing it in 1995 and they would come out, you know, in interviews and stuff, the magazines would say, hey, you know, send over your ten ten favorite photos in a mag, you know, for this interview, and I'd send, I would send that. And then it started. You know, people liked it enough. So like, hey, can we put that on the cover? I was like, yeah, sure. And then it, uh, we put on T-shirts, and it just went worldwide real quick. And and um, it's been like a blessing and a curse at the same time. It's my most iconic photo. It's uh, it's. I know for a fact it is the most. Tattooed photographs in the world because uh I get hashtags every day of of somebody else getting a tattooed on them, and I've never seen uh, you know for a photograph tattooed on so many people of any kind of photograph ever in my life anywhere, so I kind of trip out on that but um. And it's been copied probably more than for photo- any other photograph in the world by so many people and companies so uh you know it's been cool, but also it's just it's kind of hard watching so many people do that you know cashing in on you
1: yeah I mean that's that's the
0: people say it's oh it's inspir uh, f- flattering and inspiring I was like yeah how, how's that? You know, yeah, it's for the first couple seconds. I'm like, oh, cool. Nike's doing a t shirt of my, you know, looking like my photo. Or this guy just went and pitched uh, my photo to get an art project. You know, he got the $1.3 million check. That's so cool. (laughs) But then I think, wait, wait a minute. He got the $1.3 million check. You didn't. So how cool is that, you know? And then, uh, you know, you're, you go through different emotions when people copy or bite your shit. You know, I come from an era where you don't copy, you don't bite people's stuff. And if you did, you know, you get called out on it and it just be a bad look for you. Yeah. But nowadays, it's it, you know, everything's changed and it's, it's turned into a different direction where that's that's cool to do. You know, like you, you've seen like other companies, they'll copy like an artist and people don't know about it it'll come out like 20 years later like, you yeah, had this guy copied that guy but since the, in those 20 years you've seen a hundred other companies copy them you know
1: yeah it's you're
0: like man but i guess that's just the name of you know the name of the game and how the world works and there's uh you know no sense in crying over spilled milk you just got to keep it moving
1: Always, man. And that's
0: where the that's where the worst ethics come in, and, and your drive, you know, because obviously, probably eighty percent of the people work and have to work, but it's how do they work? And that's what I try to keep, you know, the same all the way through is the way I work and how I how I am with people.
1: No, I, mean, I always
0: I, just try to work hard. I try to be respectful and show up on time and and do the best job that I can do. And as long as you're doing that, you show up on time, you have respect, you do the best job you can do, and you're cool with people, they'll hire you back. Yeah, you know, it's, it's when you start acting like a, you know, hot shot big star, and you show up whenever you want, and you treat people like shit and they're like okay cool that was that one experience but
1: you know you won't be seeing
0: me no more you know and um nah, you no know,
1: that's how it goes yeah no nah, i mean I, I like uh i mean everything you say is is spot on man i mean um it's interesting to me uh the 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 biting of the you know other people's work um I get it. We live in the Internet age. People could just take whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. And, you know, we, we just keep moving like uh, I, I pump out content. I'm like, oh, Yo, you take it, you take it. You know, uh, I've had a few of my own pieces where like, um, you know, it, it, it'd be crazy where like I, I wrote it and people repurposed it. And it was uh, there's one piece in particular. I mean, pick a celebrity. They posted it. The thing has been shared billions of times over on the Internet. And people have swapped out their names. They've swapped out their IG handles. <laughs> the cool thing is, if yeah. you if you Google it though, the best part is that I mean that's where Google is still Google. If they go and so sometimes I told people, I'm like, hey, you know, you I see you found my post, like that was you, and I'm like, yeah, that was me, man. Like I'm a writer. Like that was that was me. Like I actually wrote that in a very vulnerable time. And uh, yeah, and then, and they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, go Google it. And sure enough they'll they'll Google just a few lines of that of that, that quote. Like, damn I was like, Yeah, and like before you get all the other biters that like just took that piece and yeah. ran with it. You know, it's 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 the time we live in. I mean I so I feel you on yeah. one hand you're excited excited because people are sharing your work. And on another Yeah, you're like,
0: Wow, millions of people saw my shit. but then you're like, Yeah, but that fucking lame got the credit for it. How you know, how
1: cool is that? You know? Right, right. Oh, you get well, you know. Oh yeah. Well, especially when they become, especially if they become even more influential in terms of their reach, and so you'll have, you know, I'm like, yeah, I I love that you were just on the Ellen show, and that's awesome. But you're posting like three, four, five of my posts on your your wall because you're quote unquote motivational. Yeah. (laughs) But that's my work that you're posting, man. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So do you want to tell Ellen to give me a call? We could come have like a talk or something. Yeah. Exactly. You you know. So I feel you, bro. Believe me, I feel you. It, and yeah, For yeah. The
0: first few seconds you're flattered as fuck. You're like you doing, you know, clicking your heels and shit, right? And jumping up, and then you're like, wait a minute, man. But it is what it is, you know. It, yeah, gotta go on to the next one.
1: It is, but and what, but the key Switch thing, you, the, yeah, you're right. And the key thing you said you
0: gotta, is you you got to keep it, you got to stay positive and keep moving because that shit could wear you out, you know. Yes if you were just like god damn man these motherfuckers and you could get real negative real easy and you know you could be like whoa but um you know if you stay positive and and keep it moving then you just use what you can out of it and and uh you know keep it moving on to the next one because you know you hear it all the time you know there's can't control today and tomorrow, you can only control the present. So uh you know, that's what it's you true. gotta keep in mind with that
1: shit. It's true. You know, and, and to your your point about longevity, um, you know, in the long game it's like, yeah, somebody can use it today, but like if you're always gonna have to use somebody else's work, that's a very short lived game. 'Cause I'm gonna yeah. still I'm gonna still be here. You know, yeah,
0: um, it's not yours so you didn't create it. you're just yeah. sucking off of it yep
1: that'll that won't last no nah, you won't be you won't be remembered you'll be but you may you may be a trend, but you're not an icon in my opinion, yeah, know, so exactly you know yeah man hey uh where where can everybody find out about um you online your work uh you know all all of your you know your website work? feel free to tell us anything
0: uh mine's uh my Instagram is at oriole spelled out E S T E V A N O R I O L, and my website is www. Com, and pretty much everything is just based off my name because I wanted to keep it simple. Yep. I, you know, I didn't want to do the you know tricky names or a nickname or put, you know, 10 hashtags and, or I mean, uh, <laughs> 10 underscores throughout my name, make it hard on people. So I just kept it real simple.
1: Amen. Amen. And uh, man, it's a journey driven podcast. So you're welcome back on anytime. Talk about any new projects you come up, have coming up or you want to talk about you want to vent. You want to come on and you just be like, hey, I saw this shit and I want to talk about yeah, this yeah. issue right now. I've had a few people come back on and be like, Matt, I, let's do this. We got to we got to talk about this uh yeah that's funny you know hey. you're, <laughs> you're welcome back on anything yeah man I mean it's uh you know it's an unfiltered podcast like the the, the best part is here like we get to say whatever the, that's the best part of owning your own work too. We can say whatever the fuck we wanna say um because yeah. because we own it and uh because we should have these type of conversations so yeah man you're yeah, uh, I
0: was looking through uh people's podcast. do you put it on the podcast like are you because um, sometimes it would say like estevanodo was on this podcast, but maybe that episode wasn't on there so it was like you could see like yeah i was on there but it wasn't like i don't know people um only put like 10 episodes at a time or something i'm not sure how it works
1: what wait what was that when they uh with your when you were on podcast
0: yeah like you have i've been on people's podcast and i um and i've uh hold on one second Um, I've been on people's podcasts before, but like they only show like, like say you did a podcast like in 2015, but the guy's doing, you know, hundreds of podcasts every year and he doesn't want them all
1: up there. So he just has like the 20, 2019 ones on there, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. The best part (laughs) is it's all up there i put them all yeah no i i love like they're all up there from 2015 to today there i want i want i want the classics i want the new i want them all up there and i want the second and third time people come on which a few of them have like i want i want the full journey everything there documented right you know because that's that's the full catalog man that's you know and it's And it's just proud work. I want, I want, I want to. I want people to also see from start to finish that own journey of building out that catalog too. You know, so. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. No, and uh, you know, and this will. Oh, go ahead. The,
0: the only things that that I got right now is just my uh, the book. This is Los Angeles. You can get off. You can get on my site, and then I have a documentary that I'm working on with uh, me and Cartoon that's coming out at the beginning of next year, it's um, it's signed to a, you know, like we already have the deal. It's being edited. It's shot already. It's being edited right now. But they part of the deal on the contract was we couldn't say what what uh, platform, what network it was signed to until they got the full cut final edit. And so there will be a documentary coming out about uh, me and cartoon and our movement the beginning of uh, next year and it'll be on a big platform but i just can uh legally say the the name of the, the the network or the channel
1: nah man that's uh that's all good we'll 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 keep up with but it.
0: how about that we'll come out i'll come back on when that comes out yeah so we could talk
1: about that no nah, i i'd love that you know uh you know cartoon was on about two years ago he was on the show
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah i actually i did it from his home in, in the valley it was cool i was uh we were we were in his studio man and uh it was cool to sit there uh and 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 feel the energy in the studio and then and then we sat on the patio you know afterwards chilling for a minute <laughs> you know oh, okay. yeah, you, you know were in saying.
0: uh you were in uh la
1: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm so I'm I'm based in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, but I come out to L.A. often. Um, oh, okay. I I I love L.A. It's it's sometimes I feel like Me it's like too. a second home, and I just I it's funny I get the, the I connect most with the the creators and the people coming from L.A. The show is is like driven by so many people in L.A. So it's you know a lot of I get a lot of love there, and I and I have a lot of appreciation for the for the creativity that comes out of there. You know, with the right yeah. people, <laughs> with the right ones, though. You know so yeah yeah. yeah, man so yeah so uh you you guys you are definitely more than welcome to come back on right after the documentary uh releases you both can come on you know uh uh you know i have a lot of love for that guy too i mean it's amazing uh um, watching you guys come up for as long as you have and consistently you know one thing that one thing that uh, cartoon said was cool he said that every time i start something new i'm i'm a student and i'll always be a student he's like everything you do you have to be a student and remain from that you know that kind of mindset um of of an approach because we're always learning, and i'd rather I'd rather play like a student you know than um than get ahead of myself you know uh and he's like cause being a student it, it consistently works for me, I constantly know how to approach something new every time, and I was just like, yeah, you know I was like that's sage advice, but it's true, it's very very true, you know always being yeah. a student of the game
0: yeah, if you're an artist, I mean you're always learning you know, there's no way you can know it all.
1: Right. Yeah. Like, um, you know,
0: there's no way I could know it all about photography. I mean, I, yeah, I know how to push the button and, uh, and, um, focus and put the film in the camera, or turn it on and on off. if It's a digital camera, but you know, as far as shooting, I mean, I know a lot about it, but I still learn every time. Right. Like every time I get my film back, I'm like, I should have done that, or oh, I, you know, I got it, you know. And uh, it's constantly a learning process if you're an artist, because you're, you know, constantly doing new shit. Hopefully,
1: right? That's the that's the journey for sure. You know, hey man, I uh, really listen. I because I, I want to be respectful to your time. I really appreciate having you on um you're welcome back on it any time so as soon as the documentary comes out um you know you and I will Thank keep you. we'll keep up with each other I'll uh, text you this will be out next week uh so that the world will hear more of your story um and I'm happy to promote all of your work again like I- I'm proud to have this moment have you on this podcast uh and uh, again like for me I mean it's just because I know your work very well so for me I get to you know, I, I get to really enjoy it. And, uh, but, and I also want to promote it, especially to, you know, cross it generationally. So to everybody else. And, um, you know, so thank you. Appreciate your time, man. All right. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. For everybody listening, make sure you check out Estevon Oriol at Estevan Oriol on Instagram uh, Um This is LA, uh, his newest book. Uh, this is Los Angeles, L.A. Portraits, L.A. Woman. Like y- you can find all of it on, uh, you know, on his website, on Amazon. Um, but be sure to follow. Be sure to support. This is a legend. So this is this is probably who taught some of your your kiddos that you're all following on on Instagram somewhere. Yeah, so just keep sure. just so just keep that in mind that like this isn't you know this is you know this is some serious. The cool
0: thing about our our documentary is called L.A. Original.
1: Oh man, that, there you go.
0: That'll, that says it right there, you know? Yeah. So, it'll, uh, yeah, there'll be a lot of good shit, you know, because I was filming for, I was filming all my photo shoots for the past 25 years, so we have a lot of good, good, uh, content, as I say now.
1: Yeah, right? And,
0: um, a lot of good things, great things were documented, and, um, I can't wait to show everybody, you know, we have enough for a 20-hour documentary, but, you know, obviously, (laughs)
1: you
0: can't do all that, so we had to, you know, uh, pack it all into
1: an hour and a half, it's going to be a non-stop. I feel you, man. I, I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep up with each other. I want to, I want to hear, I want to watch it as soon as it launches. So you, you let me know and then uh, I'll let the world know as well. <laughs> I'll do my part. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, really appreciate you being on the show and, uh, you know, to everybody listening, you know, we appreciate you. Thank you to this global tribe, this global community. As you can see, like we bring, we, we talk about, you know, uh, content from the journey like the real raw like it's the work ethic it's the humanization like we're all just building our thing figuring out our stuff along the way like that's that's what this whole thing is about and you know being original being authentic do whatever feels closest to what you do for you that's like where you win and that's where you win the long game and esteban is a perfect example of that i mean he's still iconic still very much iconic he's in the iconic stage and very probably more relevant than most that are out there and doing it so we appreciate all of you for listening. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to Hustle Sold Separately. I'm Matt Goddesman, And for Estevan Oriel, our special guest today, we are out. <music>